0: everyone to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve Latula. I am so privileged to be able to speak to you all, and I'm grateful for every one of you who are tuning in, trying to get through this life in a very trying time of American history. You know, we really do live in a world that is full of lies and full of deception, and it is truly killing us. And we are watching this happen as the lies unfold and the consequences of those lies, because we are believing the lies. That's the primary reason why we in America and throughout the entire world are actually suffering. And so what I'd really like to focus on today is I want to analyze the greatest lie ever told. And then I want to look at what might be considered some lesser lies and show you just how they do yield exactly the same consequences in our lives today. So some of you might actually be able to speculate that the greatest lie ever told did occur in the Garden of Eden sometime after God created the first man and the first woman. And if you read in Genesis chapter three, verse five, we read as the serpent is in the process of deceiving Eve, trying to get her to partake of the fruit of a forbidden tree in the garden. And remember that there were two trees in the garden, but God specifically told Adam and Eve to not eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so the serpent is trying to confuse the issue and trying to persuade her to eat this fruit for obvious reasons. And we read in verse 5 of chapter 3 of Genesis, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And there it is. That is the greatest lie ever told. You will be like God. Now, that had a lot of appeal, I am sure, to Eve, because she obviously loved God. She honored God. She was reaping incredible, wonderful benefits from God's providence. And she and Adam actually walked in the garden together. It was a time of absolute communion, companionship, fellowship with their divine creator. Now, it's beyond my imagination to understand how incredibly good that must have been. But whatever inspired Eve to partake of that fruit and eat it is something we may not we may not fully understand but we know that she likely did focus on those words you will be like god now remember that is exactly what satan the greatest of all the created angels in the heavens that god created um he wanted to be like god and so he's trying to allure eve into making the same mistake that he made perhaps so that She can be taken down too. And he was extremely successful. We know that because we now suffer in a world that is cursed because of that sin, because of the fall of mankind. I mean, that single lie led to the demise of all people. When we were initially created by God, we were created to live forever, not to die. We were created in a physical body combined with a living soul and a spirit. When you hear the words, you will be like God, there's a lot of deception in that, but there's also already an inkling of truth in that, because the Bible tells us that we were actually created in the image of God. So we have some of God's traits because God chose to give us those traits, like creativity, like the capacity to love, to think and to reason. God even gave us a free will so that we can make our own independent choices and look at how much we absolutely cherish that isn't that what freedom is all about the ability to make your own choices for yourself that by definition is freedom look at how greatly the entire world wants to have liberty but something keeps on robbing people of freedom. Throughout the entire course of human history, we have been challenged in, in such a way because we hope to perhaps be like God, but unfortunately now we do know good and evil and we have learned the hard way the deception of power, of a zeal for power. See, I am sure that Eve focused on the words like God, but God was just presenting Adam and Eve with a test of how much they loved him and trusted him when God said, don't eat fruit from two trees. And as soon as Eve and Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they lost their innocence. And for the very first time, the very first time, man experienced fear. Adam said, after he was discovered by God in the garden, he says, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. So there it is. Fear is an absolute component of believing a lie and living a lie. And God said, well, who told you you were naked? And so Adam said, well, I ate from the tree that you told me not to eat, and now suddenly he was awakened in conscience to know that he was naked, something that he had no idea of, no inkling of any concept that he was unclothed, just like all the other animals in the Garden of Eden. See, the problem is believing a lie always leads to fear, and I think that plays a real significant part in all of our lives today, because we so often forget that to trust someone and to live by the truth, there is peace and there is relief in that. There is comfort in knowing the truth, and the Bible tells us in the book of Romans that the truth and only the truth will make us free, and specifically if we follow the mandates, if you will, of our creator. God gave us a design for wholesome living, happy living, and a fulfilled life. And despite the curse of sin, the blessings in this world are incredible if only we choose to live according to God's plan. But the surest way to live in turmoil and in fear and in confusion is to spurn God to believe a lie that somebody else is telling you, by doing so, we ruin our lives, and it happens far more than we could ever imagine. Specifically in this day and age, it applies to what has just transpired in the past few years with the entire COVID pandemic and the assault against humanity that took place as a result of that. If you go to the book of 2 Kings in the Old Testament, chapter 17, and between verses 35 and 38, we see there that three times we are told, you shall not fear other gods, because other gods were worshipped by other nations, and every nation in that time had their own gods, And God says, I am the one and only true God, and therefore, don't be afraid of any other gods, trust me. And if we can ever get ourselves to actually do that, we put ourselves in an uncompromising situation, and we tend to develop a wholeness that we otherwise lack. And I'm talking about sound mind, having a sound mind, having a sincere heart, being Absent from all deception and absent from all fraud, and just being able to be your real self. A genuine character is a product of trusting God. The greatest lie ever told, you will be like God, actually happened a long, long time ago, but it is still happening today in so many ways. And what I'd like to analyze today is specifically what happens when we consider some of these lesser lies that actually have great importance. And one category of these lies, of course, are the existential lies. That is uh, the lies with regard to where you came from and what purpose you serve here in your own life and where you are going. Now, every world religion has some story about where you came from. It doesn't matter what nation you are from. You can, you can believe in Buddhism, Hinduism, um, and, and everybody has their story about where man came from. Some believe we evolved from the primordial soup and somehow through a process of evolution that transpired over billions and billions of years, we suddenly became human beings, homo sapiens sapiens, the supreme upright primates who walk and talk and communicate and do things that no other animal in the entire animal kingdom can do. But that is a lie. Evolution is a lie. And I say that fully because of a faith in the Bible, which tells a great story and is actually strongly supported by scientific data that shows that what the Bible says about the creation actually did happen, including that God created each animal after its kind from the very beginning. And that's exactly what we see in the fossil record. For example, we have human prints, footprints fossilized and superimposed upon the footprint of a dinosaur. So when man existed, so did the dinosaurs. So, we can trust God, or we can trust other gods, or fear other gods, so that we, in our fear, choose to believe them and to follow them. Other nation states, other powers, but they are still deceivers. And everyone who tells you something other than the fact that what the Bible tells you is that you were created by a loving God you are here to honor God. You were destined to live eternally with God in his eternal kingdom. If you believe anything but this, then you are believing a lie. But remember that that belief is based on a free will choice, and you will determine your destiny based on that choice. We have promoting the existential lies today, a whole slew of false prophets of doom. Many self proclaimed experts are rising up right now and shouting on the hilltops about their expertise on the end times. And they want you to live in fear because they are suggesting perhaps a certain day when the world will end or when this or that will happen. They say, look around you and try to explain to you that this is exactly what was described in the Bible, perhaps in the book of Ezekiel or Daniel or Revelation. But the truth is they are distorting the scripture by either adding to it, changing it, or subtracting from it. And these are false prophets. For example, a lot of people are saying, oh, we are in the end times right now. Well, if you look at what the Bible says, we have been in the end times, the end time period, if you will, began on the very day of Pentecost when the church began. That was in the first century. When the church age began, we began the end times. And ever since then, things have been transpiring according to the scriptures, but we are only told so much. And so we have to live a life that that is determined by what God says, and there are some things in life that we simply will not know because we are told that the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are given to us are for our benefit, and they are so that we can honor God by doing what God tells us to do according to all that He has told us. And if we don't accept that, then We will believe a lie and we will live in fear and in doubt and in confusion. Yes, you were created by God to honor God and to live eternally with him, but it is based on your choice. We are being told all kinds of lies today, even existential lies like when you are born, we are told now by the LGBT plus movement that, um, You have a choice of what sex you will be. This absolute nonsense, this science fiction is now espoused and promoted by some of the most advanced uh, medical research universities, like Mayo Clinic, uh, promoted by the New England Journal of Medicine. How did they come to those conclusions? Because sex is assigned at birth period. There's no other way to define it. You can say, oh, we'll identify with this and that. Oh, sure. You can identify with anything you want to be. But the identification is, is a figment of your imagination. It's what you think in your own mind. It does not change reality. So the existential lies of who you are and why you are here, um, they can be very devastating and they can lead you to live a life of fear and instability. Take every child who is being indoctrinated in the schools right now, being told that um, you are a boy or a girl based on what you choose to be. Um, That's a lie. And these kids if they choose to accept that, uh, even simplistically, because they don't have the ability to discern, you are setting these people up for failure. These little human beings who are not being protected by good parents are being destroyed. And so it is with the the new teaching of, of critical race theory. Kids are being told in school that they're they are that being born is a crime if you are born white but what does it matter being born is not a crime whether you're a white black asian hispanic eskimo american indian it doesn't matter one bit you are born morally innocent in a sinful world so you are born with a sinful nature but until the age of accountability you are innocent Until you are able to rightly discern right from wrong, you are innocent. When you reach the age of accountability, that is, when you are able to discern right from wrong, then you are held accountable. But being born is not a crime. Being born a boy means you are a boy forever. Nothing you can do will change that fact. It doesn't matter what scientists, what medical doctors in their insanity, in their blind following of other lies, it doesn't matter what they say, nothing will change. If you are born a girl, you will grow up and be a woman and nothing that you think will change it. No matter what you do with regard to mutilating your body changing your hairstyle, the way that you dress, it is not going to change the scientific fact. But these existential lies are serious lies, because every one of these lies turns you away from God's design. And we have to acknowledge that. And when we develop an ungodly worldview, it doesn't matter who you are. You are in trouble if you are following that because you will come to the same conclusion that the Nazis came to and that that Yuval Noah Harari, for example, came to when he said you are useless eaters. That is quite a different view from the Christian worldview, which says that we were created in the image or in the likeness of God in that way there are no useless eaters among the human race, none whatsoever. I might consider having too many roosters in my flock useless eaters, and I might eliminate a couple of the roosters because in a true sense, they are useless eaters. But to associate a human being with being on the same par as a rooster in a flock of chickens, that. Is pure heresy. That is not what God teaches. But imagine people who believe this stuff. How do you think they're going to treat you? And why, therefore, do so many people fall for it and actually believe in it? It leads us to a whole lot of trouble. Consider another category of lies, and those are political lies. Recently, good old Jen Psaki had a little commentary on Biden, and she called him a night owl. She says he doesn't do anything before nine o'clock in the morning. And that was based on the fact that Biden uh, recently gave a talk. It must have been pretty important. It was associated with the current run on the banks. But then the author of this article stated Biden, I'm quoting him, Biden as being as president of the United States, is the leader of the free world. Now, this statement itself, spoken by the author of the article, and this was in a conservative journal or, or conservative platform, this is a huge lie. Biden is not our president, not our elected president. Biden is an imposter. And Biden is not a leader of the free world. I'm sorry, he is not He does not have that kind of authority. He can't even lead his own country, and he doesn't lead his own country. Our installed president, our illegal president, Joe Biden, is a demented old man. He is a known pedophile. He is an extortioner. He is a traitor. Joe Biden is a failed father who destroyed his own children, and he is a chief among liars. He lies so much that he cannot recognize his own lies any longer. He has lived the lies too long, and he exemplifies all political lies. They are all devastating to those who are subject to those lies, particularly if you believe them. Now, here in Arizona, we have Katie Hobbs an illegal governor of Arizona who recently vetoed a Republican bill to ban teaching CRT in public schools, public schools that would be uh, that promote or advocate for any form of blame or judgment on the basis of race, ethnicity, or sex. She banned that. She wants you to believe the lie. She is a follower herself of the lie And according to what the Bible says, Katie Hobbs will be condemned unless she repents. She will one day face God and give account for all of her political lies, for selling her soul to the cartels. Tucker Carlson recently broadcasted some J6 footage convincing some, even some left-wing people like a, a famous author, Naomi Wolf and caused Naomi Wolf to apologize to conservatives and to those who put America first everywhere. And those were exactly her words. Wow, here's a person who just looked at the evidence and decided finally to stop believing the lie. Now that's a reason for hope. Because if a left wing Radical author can finally come to the light and say, Ah, I see from my own eyes, seeing is believing, and what I see tells me that our government lied about everything that happened on that infamous J Day on January 6th. I'm very excited to know that some people can finally be persuaded. The political lies. The existential lies are perhaps lesser lies, but look at the havoc that they have wreaked upon every single one of us. America right now is in the process of collapsing. And how long before it does, what will be the final straw that breaks our back? And what then will be our response, or will we have an ability to respond? This is greatly concerning to me, and it should be to you as well, because everything that we are observing right now is all based on a world full of lies, and it really is killing us. I'm going to take a real short break and then come back and talk about some lies of science that are still being perpetuated and that are also truly killing us. I'll be back.
1: You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything
2: hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products—toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums—that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers.
1: For 40 years, alarmists have been warning of a climate catastrophe, yet none of their dire predictions have come true. Temperatures have not soared, sea level rise has not been unusual, and extreme weather events have not increased in either frequency or intensity. In short, there is no climate emergency. For 15 years, the International Climate Science Coalition has led the call for climate realism and a made in America climate plan. A plan based on real science that responds to the real-world needs of Americans, supports economic growth, and strengthens our essential infrastructure. A plan that protects the environment and ensures that Americans can enjoy the blessings of clean air, clean land, and clean water for generations to come. It's time to put ideology and pseudoscience aside. It's time for a sensible climate plan. For more information or to donate, visit our website, icsc climatecom americaoutloud.com if you can't find it here you can't find it anywhere we are the pulse and voice of everyday american thought working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting America out loud talk radio, the Liberty and justice for all.
0: Welcome back to unity without compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip, I invite you to please share this program with as many people as you can. My show airs on the weekends at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and then goes to podcast. And if you go to AmericaOutloud.com, you can access this podcast as well as all others, as well as my articles that I write regularly for the cause of liberty and justice for all in America and for the cause of a Christian America, because that's what made us great from the very beginning. I would also encourage you to read my book, if you haven't already, Unity Without Compromise, A Biblical Basis for Christian Union. All the deception that we see, that we are facing every day, can be explained and clarified and dispelled by simply knowing God. And you cannot know God unless you know the Bible. And you cannot know the Bible without correctly, and appropriately, and honestly interpreting it, and that's what my book is about, and hopefully, it will turn you to the Bible if you have never read it, if you have never earnestly sought out the will of God for your own life, this book could do you a great good, and I'd encourage you to share it with others if you feel that you benefited from it. Well, today I'm speaking about the greatest lies ever told, the greatest lie ever told, and that is that you will be like God. The deceiving serpent told Eve that she would be like God if she ate from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and she did, and she gave it to her husband, Adam, and he ate, and the world has never been the same since. And now, so many years later, thousands of years later, here we find ourselves in a world full of deception, full of lies, full of corruption and propaganda. And it is so rampant in this day and age, and particularly as we are exposed to social media that brings so much information to the forefront of our minds every single day, every hour, every minute. We hardly know what to believe anymore because we are simply flooded with lies and the flooding of lives is very much in the communist playbook because after a while, ultimately you'll start believing them. And if you don't believe them and suffer persecution as a result of that, then what typically happens is that you wake up one day and say, ooh this could hurt. I think I'll comply. And so you will persuade yourself to believe the lies. And when that happens, you have set yourself up for a life of failure and fear and confusion. And it's only a matter of time before they've got you forever. Because ultimately, when a lie leads you to live a life of fear, the death of the body is the end result. And that includes the death of your mind as well as your physical body. And people have experienced that nowadays in a really great way. And we are seeing that specifically because of the lies of science. When medicine was hijacked, fully pirated by this man-made pandemic, there were nothing but lies promoted by Fauci and see how they are coming forth now how they are being exposed in Anthony Anthony Fauci being the conniving little worm that he is is still trying to push the lie now is that because he's wanting to save his own skin i don't know or is he just so evil that he wants to continue doing the damage that he already has greatly propagated anthony fauci has no conscience he has no guilt or remorse for what he has done. Let me tell you, as a medical doctor, that is a clear sign of a sociopath. And I believe Anthony Fauci is a sociopath. He can lie to your face and speak convincingly without batting an eye. These people are dangerous. I recently came across a Substack. Uh, called Bad Catitude, written by Elgato Malo, which in Spanish means the bad cat. And he talked about the greatest lie told during COVID. And this article, I thought, was pretty good because he evaluates other pandemics historically, and he comes to the conclusion that the greatest lie told during the entire COVID pandemic is that pandemics are dangerous to modern societies. Now, anyone hearing that initially would probably agree with that statement. I mean, wouldn't you? Pandemics are horrible. The worst thing that ever happened. I mean, you remember hearing about other pandemics. I mean, there was the the great plague, the bubonic plague, and that was horrible. And what about the Spanish flu? And then the H1N1 uh, pandemic and all these other pandemics that just suddenly started cropping up. I mean, it was even hard to keep uh, abreast of them because suddenly they were coming at us so strong. Well, what's really going on there? Well, bad catitude um, really sorted that out in a pretty good way. And his statement, his conclusion that the greatest lie told during COVID is that pandemics are dangerous to modern societies, in my opinion, is an absolutely true statement. It was a good article, and I would encourage you to read it. If you recall the bubonic plague that occurred many years ago, it occurred in England, and it was a result of poor nutrition and a lack of sanitation, a horrible lack of sanitation, where there were rat infestations, And that was caused by, ultimately, by a bacteria called Yersinia pestis. And as a result of this plague, millions of people die. But then scientists finally discovered that good hygiene and good nutrition play a very important role in your health and your immune system. And then came in 1918 and 19, the Spanish flu, and this was a pandemic that seems on the surface to be very scary. It was a pandemic whose lethality, however, was likely not caused by a flu virus, but rather it was caused by doctors who overprescribed aspirin. Now, the dosage of aspirin that we have today, if you get an over-the-counter aspirin, you're going to see 325 milligram tablets. The over-prescribing during the time, during the many deaths of young people during the Spanish flu occurred when doctors started started to prescribe aspirin in very high doses from 8 grams, that's 8,000 milligrams compared to our 325 milligram tablets, 8,000 milligrams to 31,000 milligrams per day. Now, what does that high dose of aspirin produce? What kind of damage does it do? Well, the people that were dying from the Spanish flu, seemed to have their lungs filled up with fluid. They had very wet lungs. And many of them showed little evidence of anything correlating to actual pneumonia, but more of a fluid overload. And those that were taking 31 grams per day as a prescription against the Spanish flu were the very ones dying. And these were the least likely that you would expect to die because they were young men and women. They were military men. If you want to read a good article, this came out in an article produced by Clinical Infectious Disease in 2009, and it was a very good article. It was written in volume 49, issue 9, 15 November 2009, and go to pages 1405 to 1410, and you can read about it. I have the abstract here before me And I read that the high case fatality rate, especially among young adults during the 1918-1919 influenza pandemic, is incompletely understood. says, although the late deaths showed bacterial pneumonia, early deaths exhibited extremely, quote, wet, end quote, sometimes hemorrhagic or bleeding lungs. The hypothesis presented herein is that aspirin contributed to the incidence and severity of the viral pathology, as well as bacterial infection and deaths, because physicians of the day were unaware that the regimens produced levels associated with hyperventilation and pulmonary edema. That's lung swelling in, with fluid, filling up with fluid. And that was believed to cause the deaths. The abstract goes on to say that experimentally salicylates, which are the class of aspirin, increase lung fluid and protein levels and impair mucociliary clearance. It means you cannot clear your secretions normally as you otherwise would be doing, And it states that in 1918, the US Surgeon General, the US Navy, and the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA, which exists today still, recommended the use of aspirin just before the October death spike. Well, now, isn't that interesting? So it may very well be that if there was no treatment for the Spanish flu, Maybe there would have been a whole lot fewer deaths, just like the COVID pandemic. I thought that was pretty interesting. And I am encouraged that maybe people will understand that pandemics, in and of themselves, do not prescribe a death sentence. It just means that a virus like a cold, a common cold, or a flu bug. Is spreading worldwide. And when something spreads far and wide, it is highly infectious. But something that is highly infectious is not apt to be highly lethal or deadly because otherwise the victims would die and the virus would not spread. It's the people that are catching a cold and going to work and spreading it everywhere else because they still feel well enough to work that is the type of a viral infection that is going to spread globally. So all of this fear from bad science tells us that maybe we shouldn't be fearing pandemics at all. And I think this is a critical point for us to understand because I very strongly believe that they are going to try and produce another pandemic to scare us again. If you don't lose your head, and if you don't comply with the lies, you're going to live and recover and be very, very healthy. There was in that same substack um, a mention of Scott Atlas, who was a senior, senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. He also is co-director of the Global Liberty Institute as well as the founding fellow of Hillsdale's Academy for Science and Freedom. And in that article, Scott Atlas had presented 10 big falsehood or lies that were known for a long period of time, but that were actually promoted by America's public health leaders and elected and unelected officials, and also by a lot of academians. Uh, teaching medical doctors and so forth, who are, have now been fully discredited and their lies exposed. And he lists these 10 lies, and I think it's worth just going over them uh, just briefly. Number one is the SARS CoV 2 coronavirus has a far higher fatality rate than the flu by several orders of magnitude. Lie number one What happened? We saw a 99.7 or a 99.8 or 99.9 plus percent recovery rate, depending on the age. But this was by no means a virulent, lethal virus. Lie number two is that everyone is at a significant risk to die from this virus. Remember, they put the world into a panic saying, you're probably going to die from this bug. Be careful. Lie number three, no one has any immunologic protection because this virus is completely new. That too was a lie. Lie number four was that asymptomatic people are major drivers of the spread. Lie number five, locking down, closing schools and businesses, confining people to their homes, stopping non-COVID medical care, and eliminating travel will stop or eliminate the virus. Not true. It did just the opposite. Number six, masks will protect everyone and stop the spread. That we knew was a lie for a long time. We already knew masks were worthless. That's why the Oregon Medical Board did an emergency suspension of my medical license. They said, because I was not masking and my staff were not masking and there was no increased infectivity linked to my clinic whatsoever. And none of my staff even got infected with COVID during the time that my clinic was open, which was throughout the entire pandemic. So it was a great lie. And the virus is known to be naturally occurring. And they claimed it originated uh, in a wet market as opposed to a lab. And those that believed it came from the Wuhan lab are a bunch of conspiracy theorists. That's lie number seven. They told us that teachers are especially high risk because you could get it from kids. That was lie number eight. Lie number nine, COVID vaccines stop the spread of infection. I think everybody knows that that is a big fat lie now. And lie number 10, immune protection only comes from a vaccine. False, absolutely false. The author goes on to say that none of us are so naive as to expect a direct apology from critics. And of course not, because this was not happenstance. The COVID pandemic was a transaction of lies that was purposeful, intentional, by design to accomplish an evil end. And of course, they will never, never apologize to us. We shouldn't forget that Mike Pence, who says I believe he will be running for president, possibly, he oversaw the COVID task force. Remember that? And do you remember doctors Deborah Burks? who was a medical advisor to the white house COVID task force during the first year of the pandemic. And Tony Fauci, of course, who was the chief medical advisor and task force director, he ran the show and he intentionally misled the entire world. Do you think he'll be held accountable? Will he be held accountable for his lies, for his deception, for pushing the vaccine, for pushing the lockdowns that killed so many people? remember when they shoved them all into nursing homes, care facilities, rather than treat them, the elderly who were most vulnerable to any illness, like influenza, they told us there was no treatment outpatient. It was a lie. They told us that the deadly inpatient treatment using remdesivir and other lethal drugs used in combination in these hospital protocols, they said they were safe. And how many people, how many thousands of people across America died in hospitals and they were pronounced a COVID death rather than a murder? Because murder is what really took place in so many of these hospitals across the entire country. Yes, the so-called leaders of the medical world ignored what works and they pushed exactly what doesn't work. And so many people believe the lie and paid with their lives for that belief. Do you think the COVID pandemic was intentional and the treatment course was intentional or not? I say definitely so. It was. It was created for destruction. But let's be careful. We've got a group of doctors now who are trying to generate a parallel system so that they can do their thing. And we have to be careful because creeping in the back door sometimes, even among seemingly good people who are doing things seemingly for the right reason, can also lie. Lies do come from the conservative side as well. And let me just tell you that many people, from what I see, are capitalizing on the fear storm still. They're pushing vitamins, supplements, and various formulas and everyone seems to have one these days, and they're making an awful lot of money off of it. And that concerns me. And I found out uh, through a recent um, a recent uh, town hall that I participated in, Dr. Harvey Risch, who is an MD, PhD, epidemiologist, he also was skeptical about all the vitamins and supplements except vitamin D, he said. And I was really glad to hear that because the truth is, there's not a whole lot of evidence to, port, to, to support some of the, these claims. When I treated COVID, I treated them with a very simple protocol and they all got better. And I didn't push a single vitamin or mineral other than electrolytes To in an oral hydrating solution, and it worked wonderfully for flu-like symptoms. But my simple COVID protocol that consisted of a pulse dose of prednisone, high-dose inhaled steroids, zithromycin or doxycycline, and the oral hydrating solution, it worked. I only treated 200 patients because they pulled my license, and we didn't have that many cases in Oregon at the time, but it worked for 200 patients, 100%. No hydroxychloroquine, no ivermectin. They weren't available in Oregon. But what I did worked. And I'm not saying that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin do not work. I believe they do. We know they do. And that's why they were shunned in so many states, including the state of Oregon. But it is actually very hard to quantify how much all of the supplements do work. Add to that the cost factor for these so called therapies and cures and you have to wonder. So be careful. I'm just saying be careful because what I am about in my business is the real ministry of truth. If something works, I want to know it. I want to verify it and confirm it. And then I want to spread that news. I want to do some good in this world, but we must realize that the real ministry of truth is the Bible. Truth, which is the opposite of lies, must also be lived. It requires a life of integrity from every one of us. Don't follow the crowd if the crowd deceives. That's what I'd encourage you today. Even a small crowd like your colleagues, your church, a group of friends, or your own family. Loyalty to a crowd or a group must never prevail over the truth. Never, you're selling your soul if you allow that to happen. Can't do it. There was another tree in the Garden of Eden, and that was the tree of life. And in Revelation chapter 22, verses 12 and 15, we are told a little bit about that story, about that other tree. And I'd like to just read it for you. Initially, Jesus is speaking, and he says, and behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is, re- is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. You see, lies are very dangerous. We will be judged and be given a reward, everyone according to his work. Now, that does not pertain to salvation because we are saved by grace through our faith. But remember, That Galatians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And those good works never promote a lie of any type. When Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, he means that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through him. And that is John 14.6. And notice he says, enter through the gates. You don't climb over the wall. You have to do things God's way. And that's why the Bible is so critical to understand it and to obey it. And we will enter into that city, those of us who meet God and come into contact with the saving blood of Christ on his terms, we will enter the new Jerusalem, which is a heavenly city. Not the old Jerusalem. The old Jerusalem is done. The new Jerusalem are they who receive Christ as their Savior. And who's outside the city, don't forget, it's not just those who commit heinous crimes, those who pervert justice, and those who declare evil good. But it's whoever loves and practices a lie. And that's something we cannot ignore. And so today I want to just encourage you, as I conclude, to live your life with integrity. Please look for the truth, verify the truth, and live the truth, and live it as if every day of your life is your last day. You can't go wrong if you strive to live like that. As one poet once said, seize the day, carpe diem. That's what that means in Latin. Seize the day because you need to take control of your own life. And you do that by grasping for the truth and only the truth. Rest assured, your government does not want you to believe the truth. I do. And God does. Because truth can save your life, both here and hereafter. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve Lutula. See you next week. Adieu.